And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. This is episode 37. Getting a little older, Mike. We're getting up there. Ya almost en el cuarto piso. Almost. Happy summer. Yeah, happy summer to everyone. You know, classes are ending. Some schools already finished for, yep. for the summer. Yep. And, you know, some of the other ones are finishing in the next couple of weeks. But summers began for for DD, but we'll, we'll touch on that in in a little bit. But yeah, episode thirty seven. You know, we every week we throw in a a former player with uh you know with the episode number right. And last week I couldn't think of anybody for thirty six, and I I mentioned Stanley Pritchett who played uh, fullback for the Miami Dolphins, and some friends of mine called me out on it. They're like, man, this is a baseball show. Why are you mentioning a football player? <laughs> <laughs> and one of them sent me a picture. David Cohn wore 36 oh, with wow. the Yankees. Hall of Famer. Should have known that. Missed that one. Missed it. Missed it. But 37, we have a couple of really good ones. I, I thought of Kenny Rogers, not the gambler, not the singer, but Kenny Rogers, the pitcher who spent time with the Rangers, the Yankees, the Detroit Tigers. Great pitcher. Could have done a little bit better with, with the Yankees at times. Uh, but, you know, overall good pitcher. But there was another 37, Mike. Mike Quintana. <laughs> I think I believe it was the Mahoney Valley Scrappers in 01. Nice. I think I just signed, and that was the first jersey they gave me. 37, then I went to like 38. Then the following year was like 41 or something like that. But yeah, cool. I, I like that number. It's two cool numbers. It's two very popular numbers. Three is a very popular number in the academy. Yep. And seven is a, your son wears seven. Yes, he does. I think you guys had like three or four sevens this year on your team. We had uh, Benjamin and we had Anderson. Yeah, so every team suffers from that, and I'm okay with (laughs) with double numbers, but 37 together is nice. I like that number. Yep. I think it's sharp. Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I think it's a a sharp number. And I sent you the link the other day. I found uh, one of your baseball cards on eBay, and I think it was with that team. You sent me the link, yeah. 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 Five bucks. Five bucks. Hey, for five bucks, get yourself a card, (laughs) and and I'll sign it for you. Get get it it graded. (laughs) We also That's want to awesome. give a big shout out to DJ ADSR Wilbur Reyes. Thank you for the music. ADSR the underscore music. Great intro. The best. He just dropped some new. Uh, I saw he did something on Instagram. He just dropped some new music. Ooh. So if you go click on his story, it's got a link there where you can uh, uh, go check out his new uh, hit. I think it's called Pressure. And I saw I saw, so, let's I saw, see. I saw some video too. Cool. Yeah, it should be Looking cool. Looking good, man. Like, Wilbur, good. the man. He's doing good. <laughs> And, um, he's soon. And he's not gonna have time for us soon. I know, right? He's gonna be big time. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna he's be gonna, at a, at Ultra. He'll be facetiming us from his private jet. Like I can't, I can't on volunteer. DJ, can't the, volunteer. On the other side of the world. Guys. It's wild. That's <laughs> uh, cool. But yeah, good for him, man. The guy, the guy's a stud. Yeah. And um, as always, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. Summer ball started. Registration is super open, um, especially for the younger guys. Uh, and hit us up. Give us a call, 305-219-2957, or hit us up on Instagram, Diamond Jeans in Miami. But we're active. We're going. Summer ball started on uh, Tuesday. So new groups are going. Kids are playing ball and uh, getting ready for the new age divisions. You know what's also active? The real estate market in Miami. 
And if you want to buy or sell or just, you know, have a talk about how you can invest your money in real estate, give me a call, 786-252-1691, or you can hit me up here on, on Instagram if you're watching it there or, you know, wherever you can find me. Hit me up. Uh, the real estate market is crazy, Mike. A lot of people buying once again. There are some, some good deals still to be had. I know prices are going up. And in single-family homes, you know, people are paying a premium just because there's no inventory. But it, there's certain certain developments in certain places that the uh, the prices are still good. I'm not going to say low, but they're good. And some people should make an investment. Downtown Miami is going to blow up. No, and I see you doing some high-end stuff, too. I see you on some houses on the water. I went to the Paramount you, you, the other oh, day. I, I, you throw on that Don Johnson outfit, bro. <laughs> 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 little Miami awesome. Vice. I loved it. I thought it was just perfecto. Somebody put, um, that it looked like, you know, million-dollar yeah. listing there with the... But, Armando, you're doing something else. I think you're doing something with a cafecito now. You're doing some live feeds on your Instagram yeah, so, as well. Talk about um, that. Tell me about what, what you're doing there. So, Catherine Aporta, who's on, on our team at the Opus Group, um, she comes once a week and we talk shop and we also record some videos and, you know, we're, we're doing a little cafecito series where we, we have some cafecito. Mike and I are actually going to have a cafecito after the podcast because <laughs> it's much needed. Um, but we have some cafecito and we, you know, give some, some tips on the market. Awesome. We're going to start doing next week, uh, a tour of some places, you know, because everybody, especially in sports, anytime somebody gets traded to Miami, what do they say? Going to South Beach. Of course. It's a lot more than South Beach, yeah. man. Here in Miami, a, a ton more. I mean, South Beach is very small. Um, so we're going to start hitting places like Westchester, Pinecrest, Palmetto awesome. Bay. Very cool. You know, a lot of places and start giving some information on, on, on you know, some of these cities and municipalities in, in the Miami-Dade area, awesome. which are great. And a lot of people should buy in. So hit me up. You know, we're active. Summer. Hey, if you want to keep your taxes low, he knows where the where you got to live. So <laughs> exactly. Um, what we're gonna we're gonna talk about the heat in the Panthers a little later, especially the refereeing and the NBA. Um, I wanted to talk really quickly about a a TV show that's wrapping up. They left it a little vague, right? They're saying it's uh, the season three finale, but it, it it feels like the finale. It's uh, Ted Lasso. On Apple TV. And for those not familiar, Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, stud. It came about because of a character that they they made at, at, at NBC when NBC got the Premier League some years ago. And they made Ted Lasso. And Ted Lasso is about an American football coach, like American football, NFL style. And he wins a title. And all of a sudden he gets hired to be the, the coach of a, of a team in, in, in England, uh, a soccer team. Just because he, he went viral doing a dance and right. he was popular with the kids and all that. And the cast is great. The the, the characters are amazing. It's a really feel-good um, series. I'm going to check it out. I haven't, and it's, I haven't seen it's it. wrapping up and it's it's really popular. Today I started watching, this morning I started watching, after drop-off, most of the last episode. We have the other half because my wife had to start work at 9 in the morning. But great series. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's motivational, you know, there, there's, you know, it, for maybe for, for kids or some topics that are a little too adult, but it's a, it's a great motivational show. It's, it's really well acted, really good cast. Like I said, funny, has this nice moments too. One of my boys who's like very, very stoic said the last episode made him cry. Nice. <laughs> so it, uh, it pulls at the heartstrings, but Ted Lasso, cool. you should check it out. Check it out.
Sounds it's a sports show. Yeah. Anna, so so the mom's listening. My wife Anna was very hesitant to watch it at first. She said, "It's a sports show," and I told her, "Babe, let's check it out. It's story. more than a sports show." It's a story. And she sports she loves story. it. Story. She absolutely awesome. loves it. I'm gonna check it out. Can't Apple TV, you said. Apple TV. Nice. Can't say the same thing about the movie Air. It's good, but Anna fell asleep halfway through it. So really, a little boring. She yeah. said it was a little too. You know, I I was like, oh my god, they're talking about Sam Bowie and Charles Barkley, and it doesn't care about Sam Bowie. And was Charles it a good Barkley. movie though? It was good. It's a good movie. You liked it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely good movie. Air. It's the story of how Michael Jordan signed with Nike. Yeah, and he gave Badass. some supposedly gave some good financial advice to Charles Barkley, right? I think uh, Nike was gonna play Charles Barkley like three million bucks. He's like, what do you want all that money for? Tell him to give you like two million in stocks. He said yeah, it was Charles, the best, the Charles best decision. Charles Barkley, my my favorite player of all time. Made. That never won. Never won. And I've said it before, none of my favorite players ever won. Marino, Barkley, Mattingly. Never won. Studs. So if I say that's my favorite player, they're, they're screwed. Stud, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were all studs. And let's talk a little bit uh, about DD, Mike, because um, last week we almost got struck by lightning <laughs> outside. Oh and we it's had terrible. to run in here. And we were going to talk about the, the black team in the instructional league. What a nice little team, man. Yeah, man. You know, and they were the youngest team in in, in yep. the group. In the division. Uh, yep. But absolutely. Don't let the young thing fool you. They were extremely talented, man. They have some some really, really nice players and they, they won it all. Yeah, they had a lot of little guys, but a lot of little guys with a second second and third year experience, you know what I mean? Um but they put it together at the right time and man, that game was was awesome. You were there, right? You were there. What a game. I sure was. What a game. What a game. I think it was extra innings, right? Amazing inning. game. Yep. What a game. Banger, fireworks, drama, you know, and you know the the whole idea is to get Eric on here. We hope to have him on here next next week. But that team, man, that, you know, you know, you talk about being young, but having two or three years of experience. It goes back to what you said last week of starting yeah. in the in the super twos. Yeah, the super you know? twos give gives a huge advantage, and you have a lot of kids there also that are younger siblings, so they've kind of like been around the park. They've been forced to be around at the park for a long time. Caleb or Ricky, and or yeah, and so it, it pays off. You know, starting early pays and, um, off. You know, yeah, and Ty and uh, Oliver and, uh, and yeah, Oliver Abel Nunes and, and you Abel know, and Zach and, and you know they had a nice nice group there. You know, and, so and, they put and it together. At that at that age, you know, it's so key to get the ball and toss it to first. And Easton Pena at first base, <laughs> that yeah. kid would not miss anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, he, he had a great one there. He got real hot towards the end and. And, and you know they did a great job. I think they ended up like fourteen and fourteen and two. Really impressive, That's a great man. Season, you know, man. and and now those kids, you know, some will remain in five U, some go to six U, and yeah, it's the trophy's be making the rounds. The trophy's making the rounds. <laughs> Chris is taking it around, and it's fun. Did a uh, good time with it. Did, did Jason and Greg have it at the beach this weekend, or? No, I don't think so. That would have been <laughs> funny. That would have been awesome. They should have. Yeah, Next time, take it on vacation. Take, take it with you. Put us dropping into the the trunk. But congrats to the you. to the black team. Well, well done. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of ni- nice little players. There, oh yeah, man. man! And now gear up for get ready summer and gear up for the next one. Yep, that's the best part. No, and like you, you know. said, you know, a lot of them have the the older siblings. You know, um, and the older siblings are are studs. Yeah, and the they're, more you're at the park, like Lucas Lucas Tamayo. Yeah, they're good. No, good. They're all good. Matthew Arikio. Yeah, those are kids that when they're at their brother's um, practice, they're back there throwing a ball. Or Nunez is Tyler, right? Swinging the a bat, yeah, swinging a bat, and, you know, pays off. 
Yeah, it de- so. definitely pays off. Hey, my, I feel like, like my you brother, with your cousins and your nephews and and, Bibi and yeah. AJ, it's, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like me, me with awesome. my brother. My brother's five years younger than me, but he caught on so quickly to everything because he saw his older brother playing, and and I did the same thing with my cousin. I was telling a story the other day when when we're talking about these kids now at that age, like, you know, four, five, and six, starting to catch in the air. Yep. My cousin used to beam him at me. My cousin is six years older than me. And I took one to the eye at one point, and I, but I learned how to catch. Hey, you had to learn a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Ball comes a little quicker when they're that older, you know? All I needed was a new glove. That's, That's it. it. Uh, but but congrats again to the, to the black congrats team. Congrats to the black team. That's a great. Now know, they got to defend. They got to do some. Chris is going to have to defend that. Yep. So it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. It'll, it'll be fun. And uh, we had a little celebration over at uh, at game time over the weekend, Mike. It, w- it was she nice did. to see you know kids yeah, from the academy of nice. all ages show up and have a good time. Nice to see kids uh, out in the public, you know, see them a little differently, have some fun with them. And a lot of kids showed up, and uh, we had a great time. Great time. I like that place. I've never really been there. Yeah, it's cool. It used to be uh, GameWorks. It's empty. All of Sunset Place, man. It's so sad right now. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. There's nothing there. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was like blown away. I knew it was bad, but I used to hang out there all the time. I didn't think it was that bad, you know. I used to go over there all the time. A blue, little blue martini action. <laughs> <laughs> I saw TKA there at the martini bar. That's awesome. But yeah, ga- game time was cool, and that's sometimes when when you when you realize how how young these kids are, you know, because you see them yeah, a certain way yeah. on, the, on the baseball diamond, yeah. and they play and they're tough. Then you see them; they're just little kids. They're just little kids, man. <laughs> just little kids, and yeah. It's fun. It, it was fun. I love those outings. They're a lot of fun. And we have another one on, on Sunday. Talk about that that experience. Yeah, so we're doing the on-field activity after the Marlins game. We got the Marlins-Oakland Athletics game this Sunday. Got about 100 on 120 on-field passes for after the game. And uh, we'll That's go on awesome. there, play some catch and throw, hopefully run the bases, hopefully see some players. And we'll be there, Section 24. If you're not with us, come check us out. Nice, yeah. If you're not with us in that group ticket thing, uh, come by and say hi. Take a picture with us. (laughs) And I I wanted to talk about summer practices, Mike, because, um, you know, you you set it up in a a certain way, which I think is very cool, at least in in my experience. You know, we have kids that were on the team that we played in, a few kids from another team, a few kids from another team. And And I think it's important to get these kids acquainted with the with each other you know a, lo- a lot of times you know especially during the season yeah I'm, I'm i'm an adult so i'll talk to the other parents i'll talk to kids you know and hey good job but kids at that age tend to kind of stick to their to their little clique and i think it's important they're, they're practicing with new kids now you know that that they didn't play with and these yeah. are kids that they're gonna, they're gonna be teammates at some point yeah number one i think um a couple things number one i think that it's good for them I think that's good for the parents, you know, you kind of interlock with people that you, you competed against. And, and like you said, you're going to play together. And the second thing is, as far as Diamond Dreams goes, like Diamond Dreams at that age division, like we're not anywhere near like locking in any type of roster. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we'll lock in our, you know, our our six U roster that turned seven U now, the one that won the championships. You know, we'll lock that one in. Why not? You know? They deserve it. Um, you know, our 11U, the one that wins it, you know, they, they're they not going anywhere. They're locked. But, like, at that young age, we're we're kind of into, like, to trying to figure out, you know, you know how, how we're going to be able to make the best teams possible. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. And that requires a lot of mixing and matching because the way that these kids develop at those younger ages is very fast. And not just that, you also have a lot of movement. You got players in, you got players out. You know what I mean? So we mixed it up in a way. We made three nice groups where we felt were fair. And, um, and then they can just compete all summer, you yep. know, and see what happens. I was at the practice yesterday, and it was nice. It was good. It was nice, you know, seeing some, some other kids. It was kids, good. I can't wait to be there throws. Thursday. You know, I can't wait to be there be Thursday. Fun. But, um, you know, it's time. It's time. Catch them on the air. Nice. <laughs> go. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I got I to gotta practice with Anderson for, for sure. Um, Mike, and, you know, and, and the, these kids are, are learning a whole lot about baseball. Know, catching in the air, catching grounders, throwing to the different bases, hitting your cutoff. They're starting to learn that now at this age, hitting coach pitch. And he eventually at, at some point, you know, because you played you played to the minors. I, I played through through high school and then started coaching. And there's something beautiful about baseball that you don't have to understand each other's language. There's oh. a language of baseball. And, you know, we're, we're a short seven, a second baseman could just look at each other and you know exactly what you're telling each other without saying one word or just making a hand gesture or something. And you sent me this earlier that Francisco Lindor said that when he goes and talks to Kadai Senga on the mound, they don't understand what the hell they're saying to each other. But there's a, there's, there's a beauty to the language of baseball that even though they don't understand each other, they still do. And even though they don't understand each other, they kind of know exactly what they're saying to each other. You know what I mean? I have a funny story about that. So I was in, I believe I was in A-ball, Columbus Red Sticks. Uh, no, was it Columbus Red Sticks? Maybe Kinston Indians, maybe High A. We had a shortstop named uh, Luis Ochoa. Okay, young kid. Or is it Ivan? Might have been Ivan Ochoa. Shortstop, young kid, you know, nimble on his feet. Ended up making it to the big league of Cleveland. And then we got this kid named, uh, and that kid, Luis Ochoa, is like Dominican to the max. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we got this guy, Kazuhito Tadano, that comes from a translator from Korea or Japan, wherever he comes from. The guy flies through the system, ends up getting to the, the big the leagues. Yeah, the pitcher, Kazuhito Tadano. Right? And when they're together in, uh, in high A, it was like a rainout or something, them two are sitting together, <laughs> like, on a little staircase. Oh, they're there for like 25, 30 minutes. And they're just like showing grips, showing back grips. They they can't understand each other. They they have <laughs> no idea what they're I saying to each other. So everybody kinda like looks at them saying, but, but how are these guys understanding each other? So then, you know, after I remember asking him, like, Ivan, they que usted hablado? like, what did you guys talk about? He goes, No nos entendemos, pero nos entendemos. You know what I mean? And that made a lot of sense. It was kind of that thing. And they might have been in a tight situation. Lindor probably had to go up there and say something his way. And this guy understood. He he didn't understand it, but he understood the tone. He understood his teammate. And and that's that's beautiful, man. Yep. Like, that's awesome. That's special. You know what I mean? It takes time to build that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and you see it, you know, with with the Angels and, and Otani. You know, Otani's, you know, learning. You know, I'm sure he could defend himself pretty well, right, in English. But... You, you, you've seen it from the start, the way they interact and they clown with each other yeah. and all that. It's like you build this camaraderie that, that's beyond a spoken language. Armando, if those guys are understanding each other with the example I gave you on the thing with Francisco Lindor and they don't understand each other's language, how is it that people who understand each other don't understand each other? <laughs> right. Why is it the complete opposite? We understand the language. We can sit here and talk. But we don't understand each other. Yeah. Almost everybody doesn't understand everybody. It's wild, right? Yep. Yeah, interesting. 
You play, play some baseball, talk to somebody that's, or just talk to somebody that doesn't speak your language. It, it's figure it it's out. It's a beautiful thing. Figure it out how to get your message across. It's There's funny. Ways. Like, selling, you know? selling real estate. Sometimes I get clients from, from another country and even though they, they speak English to a certain extent, once they start speaking each other's language, I, I kind of like get it, even though I don't understand what they're saying, you get kind of like, you know, the facial expressions, the tone, some words kind of yeah. sound like pick that guy off at second, right? Without the verbal, I look at you, eh? oh my God, little mouth yes. open, a little wink or something. And I'm going to slide in and pick him off. Speaking That's of beautiful. Speaking of picking off, you know who did that last night? Zach Neto. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the. Hey, the he's doing from, well. He's improved tremendously. Miami, he's up about two sixty. You said he's sitting about two sixty, two seventy. He's on on ESPN's yeah. uh, Sports Center yeah, top he's plays. Balling. He's balling. The kid's good. Yeah, he's balling. He tiene un cañón. Yeah, oh my god, what a chooch, bro! <laughs> like the other day, he he caught a ball, dove, stood up, checked the runner on second to make sure he wasn't running. And still made a throw to first. I mean, yeah. it was like... Yeah, that was ridiculous. Perfect. Amando, there's a reason why he's there. You know, he's there's, good. There are no coincidences, he's good. man. Yeah. He's good. And listen, 260, 270, shit. That's big time. Yep. Hey. Doing a lot better than voping. Yeah. A lot better. You know uh, you know what 260 is a lot better than, right? You know who that is? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> let, let, me, let me guess. He plays catcher for the Marlins? I was at the Marlins game last night, and I texted them on our catcher's hitting 154. That's embarrassing. 154. And I was telling Amando when I got here, you know, I remember back in the day, a defensive catcher was hitting 220, 210, 230, 15 bombs, great behind the plate. The guy's hitting 154. Like, there's got to be somebody in their organization in AA or AAA that can go back there and produce more than 154. You know? Doesn't take much. I don't. And is he that much better defensively than than most? I, other I people I'm to gonna. Not? I am going to tap to take a peek at this guy's minor league numbers because you know. <laughs> I'm I'm sure if I started googling right now, I could find a couple of kids in the minor league system from He's the a, with the Marlins. Any team? Come up. No, yeah, any team. Any 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 player in Double AA, A, Triple A, you or call the organization and say, "Hey, listen, I need this guy for the big league." And then let him go. They're gonna go play. And I mentioned, you know, the one that's been bouncing around that they probably could have used is Gary Sanchez. But Gary Sanchez, the talent isn't Gary Sanchez's problem. It's 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 his effort, his demeanor. The guy does not give a crap. Armando. He does not care. And that's I why he's no longer a Yankee and no longer out. hanging with any team. I went really. to the game last night and I was like, oh, okay. They got, they released this guy and they signed this guy. Oh, he's playing today. Going oh, perfect. He's out of shape. He doesn't hustle. And everything about what he does is lazy. Wow. Aramis Garcia-ish. Remember we've talked. Not Aramis Garcia. I'm sorry. That's the catcher uh, for Abisail, uh, Abisail Garcia-ish. The guy, just you know everything about it, this lobby. The guy yesterday, you know, he comes up there. He's swinging out of his mind. You know what I do? I wait for the Mar I wait for San Diego to release him. And when they release him, I call him from the Marlins. And I say, listen, you're going to be our guy. But you got to lose 15 pounds. Come to Miami. We're going to put you in tremendo two-week program. We're going to lose 10 to 15 pounds, and you're going to be the catcher finishing off our season. But the guy looks like he weighs 250 pounds. He doesn't hustle, doesn't hit. So what's, you know, what's the point? 
No, it's uh, there's got to be guys out there that are better, Armando, and that's it's my disappointing, point. Mike. Like, yeah, like you see these guys that are fading out. There's got to be guys out there that are better. There has to be. This guy was a 30, 40 you know, home man. You're gonna tell me that the catcher in AAA or AA for the Marlins can't come out and. Well, I mean, the, the the Yankees traded him quickly, and they kept uh, mm. Higgy, and they picked up Torino, who's been a, a great catcher. And now he's injured, but Amando, really good catcher. One fifty-four. Let's do hundred at bats. I told you that's about twenty-five games. In twenty-five games, which is about hundred at bats, Jacob Stallings is giving you fifteen hits. He's hitting one fifty-four. That, that can't happen. And look, and we're not if you want to build a team, because okay. You made a great advancement with Arias. Soler has made a great advancement. But we've decreased at home plate. We're, we're, seeing, resu- we're seeing results. Everybody's got to move this way, though. Yes. I'm under the guy comes up uh, with runners on base all the time. Dude, the Marlins he came into hit. the game last night in second place. We're not talking about a last place yeah. team anymore. Yeah. They need to yeah, make. They need to make they a need, move. They need to make a move there. He needs to yeah. go. And it was last year was the same Papalazzo. Yeah, they need Terrible. to make a move. Yeah. Did he hit over 200 last year or no? No, but I don't it's, think he it's did. worse. It's 154. Pretty terrible. Yeah, 154. <laughs> but the one that the, bad. the one that has to get better, Mike, is Sandy Alcantara. What, what's what's going on with him this year? Do you think maybe the the Cy Young and the, the other day I sent you like um it, it was um a link this photo shoot he made for for some clothing line. Do you think that's gotten to him a little bit? Because, I mean, the guy's tremendo pitcher. Any team right now, I don't care with a 5 ERA, would trade a ton of people for Sandy Alcantara. But what's going on with him? Armando, you know, I have a theory that's just the way that I see it that is a possibility. But I think that the hardware, with all the successes of the hardware, I think that if, if you don't ride that wave correctly, I think that it can hurt you. Because you got to that hardware, earned it, you know what I mean? And you got there with a certain work ethic. But staying at that work ethic is no longer the standard of where you need to be to continue on that route. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know if it was too much photo shoot. No, say, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, you know. But it just seems like, you know, he's a click off. You know, I was at the game last night with David Vela. He started, and we were both like, wow, this guy's a click-off with location, a click-off with velocity. And if he did his same off-season um, routine this past off-season that he did the one before where he did it then became the Cy Young, if the following off-season he repeated that same training, it's not enough. Crazy, right? So he trained, he got a Cy Young, and if he did the same training, that was the downfall. Or was the up? Yeah, at this point, you know, there's... And you know why there's a downfall? pick them up, too. You know so. why there's a downfall? Because some players, when they reach the top, it happens. It doesn't mean that he's not going to bounce back, but it happens. These guys come from nothing. Now they have it all. It happens. Best pitcher in the game. It happens. But he's going to figure it out quick because that's who he is. Yeah, I I think but, he will. I'm not too worried. But Armando, it's hard to catch up with the work that you didn't put in the off season. It's hard to catch up during the season. It's one and six. Absolutely. It's one and six. Two and that, six. That's crazy to think about about Sandy Alcantara you know I mean? in, in in that regard. But hey, you know he needs to improve. Um, could you imagine if he was six and one right now? The Marlins could would have been. Close to first place. Yeah, yeah, and that's the big difference. And that's the big difference. 
Sandy Alcantara. You, I would have never, I would have never thought. Yeah. But speak, speaking of Sandy Alcantara, Mike, you know he came from the Cardinals and in, in that that famous trade for um, for um, Marcelo Zuna. And there was one more name which I'll, I'll mention shortly. But the Cardinals, they're on the verge of signing a 16-year-old Cuban phenom named Luis Manuel Leon. When I saw the story on Twitter and some other comments of some Cardinals fans, somebody said, "I can't, I can't wait till." They trade him to Tampa in two years, you know, kind of referring to what they did with Randy Arosarena. Right. Even with the Cardinals, they trade him to Tampa. The guy's an absolute stud. So John Mozeliak was a GM of the of the Cardinals till 2017 when he became the the president of baseball operations. So he runs the show, no matter what the GM is. He, he's made some very good moves, but he's also made some terrible moves. I was um. I was speaking to Santos Perez, who's been on, on the podcast yeah, twice. a couple times. Huge Cardinals fan. And he was reminding me, when they traded Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen was also in that trade to the Marlins, who then the Marlins sent to Arizona for, for Jazz, Jazz uh, Chisholm. Chisholm. And this is the, the last Cy Young winner and the guy who could possibly win the Cy Young this year. Also, he fired former manager of the year, Mike Schilt, who was doing a good job, fired him. So, you know, you get signed all the big names you want. But if you don't have the, the foresight to see where that talent could go, then this guy has to go because the Cardinals are, are, are an organization who they spend money. They, they, have all, they have all the... They got the fan base. They have all the resources. They got the fan base. To compete every year. And they, they, they compete, but they're not winning at all. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, and they have, and like you said, they have all the resources. And, and I think the way the MLB is set up, Dude, if you're sold out most of the time and if you're selling the most of your tickets and you got that place full and you got the popular teams, you you got to be spending and you got to be at the top or you got to be developing. You know what I'm saying? Like Tampa does. But um, if with all of the resources and MLB, you can't put together a winner and you're a GM, that's your job. Or you can't e Or you can evaluate who you have in your system already. Yeah. What if this kid Leon's a stud? Mistakes. And all of a sudden you trade him because you need a... a a catcher yeah. or something. Yeah. But this kid a year or two from now could have been a super all-star. Yeah. Could you imagine the Cardinals if they had Alcantara, Gallen, and Arosarena back? Yeah, no, that's wild. With Arenado and, exactly. <laughs> and Goldschmidt. Exactly. I mean, you're talking about a whole different team. Yeah, big time. So hey, a big, big mistake there. You know who's doing well is that, uh, well, he had two hits yesterday in his uh, pro ball debut is that 16-year-old catcher from the Padres. He had yes. two hits yesterday, uh, bro. Salas. Yeah, <laughs> left center. A gabber and he had a line drive to right field. The kid's gonna be a stud, sixteen man. years old. I know SP's a huge believer. Yeah, no, I mean, shit. Hey, he's doing things that he's turning around ninety three at sixteen. That kid, that that kid's gonna have like um maybe even sooner, like a, a NATO type rise in, into the majors. Yeah. There, there's some kids that you can't keep in the minors. I want to put you in perspective a little bit. When Bryce Harper was sixteen, you remember he skipped the high school. He yeah. went straight into the junior into the junior college with the wooden bat. He was 16 playing in a junior college with a wooden bat. This kid is 16 playing a pro ball. The talent's a lot better, a lot better <laughs> there where this guy is. And you knew, and you knew Harper so was going to make the majors yeah, quickly. You knew Harper was going to be a superstar. You know, this kid, I think, has got a super chance. Will he stay a catcher? Let's see how big he gets. Kid's hey, a big kid. Bring him to the market. You know what I mean? <laughs> he but, can play catcher right now. But he, <laughs> that's it, probably. But he had two knocks yesterday. better than 154. Yeah, real deal. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and you know, and, and, and you see this talent go, go through, you know, through the farm system and and end up where 
where some of these superstars are, you know, and, and one guy that a lot of these kids want to end up like is Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge had the amazing season last year, 62 homers. Started off a little slow and got injured quickly this year. But, man, has he come on strong. Armando, he's got 18 home runs right now. He's at the exact same pace by game that he was last year. Yep. And this year he had a 10-day stint where he was injured. Guy's raking. He he is he guys, is so good. Guy's raking. Like right right now, he's the best hitter in baseball. Oh, yeah, he's the best. Yeah. Every every day, watch a Yankee game. This guy's almost like un yeah. unpitchable. Yeah. Tell me why he's not on the cover of MLB The Show again. Just wanted to remind. Maybe he dyed his hair. I haven't forgotten about that one yet. his hair pink. I haven't forgotten about that one But no, Aaron Judge, man, he he is the face of baseball. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Mike's referring to the to the cover of the show with uh, Jazz, Jazz Chisholm, Chisholm you know, our guy, our guy. And I remember I asked some 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 younger, you know, younger generation, and they they were all about it. They understood. Yeah, we're more baseball guys. Should be injured. You hit sixty two. You King. deserve to be on the cover of everything. Home run king, Yankee has to be Judge, man. Should have been. How many does he hit this year? I th- I was predicting between forty and fifty. But I am going to go, you know, 50 to 65 around there, you know? It seems I like I, it, right? Know? Yeah, it seems like it. You know, are they going to start walking this guy? Because that's what they did with maybe, Bonds. Maybe. Because let, let me make something very clear. Bonds hit 73 home runs with 200 walks. They were walking him with bases loaded. I want to make that clear. Yes, they were. So if you give Bonds out of those 200 walks... Just give him 100 walks. Let him hit the other 100. Other 10. Is it, uh, what's going to happen here. with Aaron Judge? Well, because you just start walking the guy. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I don't think it's, you know, a competitive thing to do. But now you got to start playing the game smart, man. You talk, you talk about hardware, how it's gotten to Sandy. To Aaron Judge, no. No, he just well, said this. that's I, I think that I Different think you have two player. examples yeah. right there. Perfect examples. I think you have two perfect examples perfect. of of I can guarantee you that Aaron Judge worked harder this offseason than he did the previous one. But the hitters know what's up. You know, pitchers are the ones with the rock and they and they get through the velocity and they get to but hitters know what's up. Hitters know that these pitches are coming harder and better and better and better and better. So what happens is that the hitters locked and loaded, the pitchers get raked. There you have it. You have the two examples right there, you know? And there's a mental capacity to that as well. And, you know, maybe Aaron Judge is better at handling pressure than Sandy. Could be. But I think one's just more of a lion. And I think Aaron Judge went through through so much pressure last year trying to get to 62 that once he got there, I think it was like this. No, and, and not just that. Relief. Like he's he's climbed. Like like the bigger the events that you participate in, in in I your life, in your life, yeah. and in your sports, the bigger you, more you climb that ladder. Coño playoffs, coño play in, coño semis, coño finals, coño World Series MVP. I'm chasing, you know, uh, sixty two. You know all the the these. It just becomes notches on your belt. It becomes lion on lion, uh, you know, stripes on the lion, bro. You know, 
another strike for the Tiger. You know what I mean? Like, it just becomes more experienced. So now you put him in a opening day spring training situation, but the guy's super comfortable. Yeah, to him, that's like, oh, this guy, 9495. Oh, that's mierda. Because he's had so much pressure experience that this is regular season games for him or nonsense. Yep. It's just like he's, you know, he's so locked in. Where on the other end, you know, I don't know if they did enough. I don't know. But he's off. Yep. And and look, you know, um, I want to touch a topic. It's a little controversial, but it's it's a topic in baseball right now. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it por, por arribita and, you know, then people could decide, right? Um, so the Dodgers are having a pride night and they invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. At first they didn't invite them, then they did. And to read from their website, right? This is from, from their website. We're not, you know, this isn't us saying anything about them, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. The Sisters of, of Perpetual Indulgence are a leading-edge order of queer and trans nuns. We believe all people have a right to express their unique joy and beauty. Since our appearance in San Francisco on Easter Sunday, 1979, the sisters have devoted ourselves to community service, ministry, and outreach to those on the edges and to promote human rights, respect for diversity, and spiritual enlightenment. We can use humor and irreverent wit to expose the forces of bigotry, complacency, guilt, and guilt that chain the human spirit. Look, if they do good for the community, that's that's all good. Um, calling themselves sisters and dressing up as nuns is making a mockery of the Catholic religion. And, and a lot of people are offended by that. And especially some baseball players. Clayton Kershaw isn't very happy. He announced plans that the team is going to have a Christian faith day at Dodger Stadium now. Um, he said, I think we're going to do away. I mean, we're going to do with Christian faith day this year. But I think the timing of our announcement was sped up. Picking a date and doing those things, uh, those different things was part of it as well. Yes, it was in response to the highlighting of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence by the Dodgers. Blake Trainin also made a statement and expressed disappointment. He pitches for, for the Dodgers and said playing baseball is a privilege, but its convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. You know, the Dodgers created a little bit of a, of a gap there, you know, with, with players. And, and, and look, you know, you could have, there's people from all colors and creeds and, and orientation and, and everything, right? And, and if you want to welcome baseball to everybody, Hey, you know, equal opportunity, right? Uh, but you also have to read the the clubhouse. You also have to read your your players. You also have to read the um, your your fan base. You know, um, we we've had controversy after controversy this this year, Mike. You know, we saw the whole thing with 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 Bud Light. You know, which which to me was them not reading their the people that buy their product, their consumer, very well. What happens with the Dodgers now? Because, you know, yes, can there be equal opportunity? Absolutely, and it, and it should be. No, listen, but they're I, offending a lot of their fan base as well. Yeah, I think that um, I think that they have the right to express whatever they want to express. If the Dodgers give them permission, then, you know, for as, as for that group doing it at that setting and the Dodgers allowing that permission and stuff like that, I just don't think that's the place for that. You know what I mean? Like they were doing some, some, you know, some ugly things. You know, they had crosses. They had people hanging on crosses. They had, you know, it, 
you know, to me, it's it's just another example of the Major League Baseball shit show. Because, okay, so we're trying to attract fans, whether by TV, buying baseball cards, coming to the stadiums, right? We're trying to make the game more appealable, right, to the younger generation, the people that come and have a great time because, bro, going to the stadium is awesome. And we're going to do that. The thing is that they didn't invite them at first, and then they they came. Yeah, because to, they caved in because the they're in, because LA's like that, you know, and, and LA's like that, and you know it is what it is, you know, and they caved in, and and that's what sucks. But you know, it's just it's just it's inappropriate, and I don't, there's no room for that propaganda. I think in these sports, and I think that the more you try to admit it, like politics and propaganda into sports. The more you're going to you cagarla, bro, you're going to shit all over it, bro, because people, the players don't want to do that, dude. Like, you think the players want to be in those clubhouses dealing with that nonsense? They Look, and I, that. A, a lot of... are having a time of their life. I just think it was super, you know, super inappropriate. Look, people, and I don't think that MLB should, like, like, especially on those properties, man, like, those people are doing some ugly stuff, you know, that I just think overall for the general public and for the general public, the bigger portion, you know, um, I just think it's inappropriate. No, know? and and look, you know, but hey, it's the times we live in. Amanda, people are inappropriate all the time. Tell me about it, you know. And so. look, if they 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 made the invitation, right? But you know, read read some of the people in in your team. Who does it offend? Yeah, you know, there's there's some there's also uh, Trevor Amanda, Williams. They cave. Who, Amanda, who they said, cave. They cave. They cave. They are strong leaders. Like the, Clayton Kershaw's. Probably one of the top Dodgers of all time, definitely top ten, maybe even top five, and and he's offended as a Christian. You know, you need to pack that house that night. Right now, Mike, we're we're living in a time where you can't offend anyone. People get offended by everything, but you could somehow still offend Christians, and and it's all fine. And then when you when you make a comment about it, somebody tells you, oh, but. Yeah, the Catholic yeah. Church is, yeah, and I'm not right talking away, about right that. Away, bro, right you know, away, I'm not saying that that's not right either. Everybody wants. Oh, but the Christian religion, this pastor yeah. did. I'm not yeah. talking about that. Everybody I'm talking wants, about this. Everybody wants everything to be perfect. Inappropriate bro. is inappropriate. There's no room for period. Uh, you know? One thing doesn't make thing the other thing better, but it's like the easy dismissal of of Christianity. Yeah. Now Clayton Kershaw announced the the, the Christian night. And he's probably gonna get shit from from some some other group, you know. Let, let everybody be, especially on that side of the country. Let everybody be. Just don't be the pretigiado, you know. And yeah. and and learn how to like read. To me, I look at it as a business person, you know. And and you shouldn't cave in to everything if you have some sort of morals, you know, that you defend without being a bigot, of course, because there's no room for that either. But. You can't cave into a certain group, you know, and then you have kids trying to attract kids to to the stadium, you know. Yeah, I just uh, I think it's unfortunate, man. You know, I think it's unfortunate. I think it's terrible. So let's see what happens. Been cutting my game times by thirty minutes. We gotta deal with this nonsense. If you're Clayton you know Kershaw I mean? or Blake Trinan, like, what what do you do? No, this, you, this is your team. Yeah, you you gotta show leadership. I mean, I. I I think, leadership. I think they probably told Kershaw, no. listen, let's go with Christian faith thing. Oh, yeah, right away. Hey, let's go. Let's, what, how can we fix this? You know, and... You know, but... 
And look, there's just pressure from all over the place. Um, you know, social media doesn't doesn't help. You know, there's a lot of stuff that that probably wouldn't be. Look, social media did a lot of good. It's also done a lot of bad. It gives everybody a voice, and a lot of people that shouldn't have a voice. And some of these, you know, some of these people pressure people into things that probably shouldn't be. Listen, if this group does community service, that's great. But then tell them like, hey, listen, you're gonna you're gonna be there, and we're just gonna talk about community service, and and that's it. And if people boo you, they boo you. You know, I'm not I'm not big on boycotts, Mike. I, I never have been, because I I always think if if you don't, there's people that pick it outside of a Catholic church. Don't go to church. If you don't like it, don't go to the don't go to the Catholic church. Yeah, oh, I'm not gonna know, buy everybody's, this. Everybody's everybody's all Mira, up in everyone's business here, dinero, bro. Everyone's all up in everyone's what business. What correct everything? Everyone's all up in everyone's business. Everybody wants to have an opinion of 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 somebody, and they want to know who they voted for and who what they think about this. Well, that doesn't matter. Worry about the way I treat you. Yeah. How's your day going? How's life? How the kids doing? Like, who cares what I believe in, bro? You care. We've gone to this thing where everybody wants to, like, George, stupid, George Carlin, you know, may rest That's in That's why I like my one. bubble, bro. That's why I say <laughs> I, I don't have many friends and I say it all the time. Man, George but, Carlin, you know. who's one of the best comedians of all time, he's, he, I remember he said in a, in a stand-up uh, comedy routine, he goes, everybody wants to be a, uh, in a team. Oh, I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a this. Yeah, I'm a that. Bro. This is my team. Because what happened to just about, being a good person? How about just being cool? Be a good person. How about just being cool with each other? Be a great person, right. is it? I can just be cool with each other, bro. Learn how to have a conversation. Mike, yeah, Mike was talking was, about it, how two know? people can speak the same language but yeah. can't have a yeah, conversation. Yeah, so Luis Ochoa and Kazuhito Tadano don't know an ounce of their each language, but uh, they, 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 they figured out for about 40 minutes, nudging each other, laughing. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, that's all this nonsense. And people who speak the same language can't figure it out. They get offended if you yeah. don't think the same. So let's offended. see what happens, Mike. But, yeah. but you know you what? When when crazy. I watch a baseball game, I want to watch a baseball game. I don't want everything else that comes with it. And it's not yeah. about it's not about you know shut up and dribble. Because I know people made that a big deal with, with LeBron. Look, LeBron's entitled to his opinion. He's a of course, bro. He's, he's a which is badass. He's not only a a player. I mean, the guys. An icon. Icon, bro. People listen to LeBron. People Absolutely. listen to Jordan. Absolutely. But when I go to a game and I sit in the crowd, I want to watch the game. I want to yeah. see Kershaw throwing seven innings. That's it. Jacob Stallings hitting one yeah. buck 40. I don't want to see uh, somebody hanging from a cross in, in the parking lot. Let's see, man. And protest. Oh, Naked. Oh, just, oh, you know? just let us play baseball. Let's play baseball, That's man. it. Keep those places. Keep those places. Think of the kids first. Think of those places as fun houses. You know, instead of having that there, why don't you set up five or six batting cages, hire five or six, like they do in Martins Park where the kids get to hit BP. Like, what? Well, they hire so many. It's not the place for that. Yeah. You want to do something there? Okay, on an off day? If the team's not there, then the team's, you can rent out the stadium. Yeah. Rent out the parking lot. You know, it's nonsense. Let's see what happens yeah. with, with, the, with the product. But really quick, Mike, before we wrap up, the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. Man, Let's that that was heat, like man. um, that was nerve wracking. Th those games, but they came out game seven and blew them out. I'm under the first In seven Boston. minutes of game four. The first seven minutes of game four, I was like, "This is not looking good." And I turned my back to do something. When I came back, we were up like fifteen nine, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Man, they just put it on them. 
they put it on them. And thank God we won because you know those Boston fans, if we were the lost, you know how the, how, the, how that shit would have been. Oh, yeah. Put a Miami on top. Two small market teams in the NBA Finals. I mean, my, Miami's not, I wouldn't consider you know? a small market, but not New York or LA, yeah. which is what the NBA medium. always wants. We got a Boston. small nugget and a medium nugget. But those, th- those referees, Mike. Easiest sport in all of professional sports to to uh, to transition games and make changes because you can blow the whistle or you cannot blow the whistle. You can see it and not blow it, or you can see it and blow it. You can see it, turn your face, and you know it. The dollars are big, Armando. I don't think I, I don't think that the the players and the coaching staffs or the organizations feed into that. I don't think that has anything to do with organizations. I think they're trying to win, like straight up. Like they're trying to win in four. But I wonder if the NBA, you know. Man, Mike, there's some calls. A little call to a couple of cell phone calls. Be like, hey, how you doing? Say, hey, listen, you know, sorry, we're game six today. You know, pa pa pa. You got to be a little more loose today. You got to be a little, you got to watch for this. I wonder if those things happen. There's some calls there that. Or Not only the calls, but there were some no calls that you're kind of like saying, oh, come yeah. on, man. Like, and listen, I'm all about no calls. If you're going to let the guys play all game, you want to play no calls, tranquilo. Let's get a little rough. But it, it can't be one-sided. They called a couple of fouls on yeah, Duncan Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> Armando, and, and um, excited for the heat. They got to climb a big mountain. The guy's name is Jovic. Right, but I want to say something about umpires with quick since we're talking about the referees. If the MLB umpires behind the plate continue to do a bad job, they're gonna go electronic real quick. One hundred percent. You heard it here. I'm telling you right now. There was a Ozuna had a a bat the other day that neither of the three pitches he saw three pitches and neither of the three were in the strike zone and he got rung up. Struck out on three balls. Okay, and you saw saw the guy calling the strike on Jeremy Pena and then getting in his face yesterday. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, that that, that, that shouldn't be that, that shouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? So watch out. If you're gonna find baseball players for arguing a call, yeah, it's tough. Then yeah. you gotta find umpires when they get in a player's yeah. face. Yeah. That can't happen. Yeah. No more pine tar issues. Nope. But people are still accusing the Yankees of the of the sticky yeah. stuff. <laughs> so let's see. See what happens. Well, this has been episode thirty seven, awesome Mike. Great show. Continue Great show. to listen. Give us your thoughts, you know, write to us because you guys make the podcast. We'd like to hear what you guys think on the topics we talk about or maybe topics that you want us to talk about. Maybe even some guests that you would like to hear on Damages Miami Up and In. So let us know. Let us know. Catch you later.